We made this. Hello and welcome to Don't Say the C Word, the daily podcast during difficult times, where I talk to a different guest about a different topic every single day of the week. My name is Mark and I'm your host right here on the We Made This Podcast Network. Except I haven't got a guest today. I've got many guests today. As is the new norm on a Monday, is I send out a a shout-out for contributions from my friends on Twitter and on Facebook to talk about a specific topic that I give them. I ask them to just send me something over Facebook Messenger or by email, just a little summer, minute to two minutes to three minutes, where they talk about something interesting. And today's topic is coming out stories, inspired by the previous episode where I compared my coming out stories as a guy in my 40s, to my friend Alan, his coming out stories as a guy in his early 20s. And we both got some really great feedback from that. And I thought I would expand it and offer everybody the opportunity to tell their coming out stories. I didn't get as many replies as I'd like, and that's kind of understandable. I think this is quite a private thing, but the ones I have got are brilliant, so I really hope that you enjoy them. First up is Ollie Burns, better known as Priscilla, Queen of the Ring, and, well, it's just brilliant. I hope you enjoy it. The day Mummy Priscilla found out that her baby boy was going to be a drag queen um, was the day that I turned up to my sister in the morning and I said, uh, Babe, listen, I need to get myself a bit of an outfit, but it's a bit different. I, I want to get myself a dress for the wrestling ring. I need to get some makeup. And she was like, oh, it's finally happening. So what we did was we uh, we got a bus in town. And um, when we got there, we got her to try on a load of dresses because, funnily enough, we're about the same sort of size. Um, it's in the well-fitting jeans darling and um we basically went through a bunch of different clothes and went through a bunch of different makeups and we were like right these are the looks these are fantastic i'm going to pretend that i'm buying them for you because it's just less awkward that way just like every baby drag queen and we went and grabbed a load of dresses and makeup for priscilla i get home to realise to my shock and horror that my grandparents have paid us a surprise visit. Just on the fly, we thought we'd turn up today. Oh, isn't that lovely? And not only are they at the house, but they're literally in the kitchen, which is where the back door is, which we slipped into thinking it'd be nice and subtle and no one would notice. But of course, we're confronted with my mother and my two, um, shall we say, rather conservative grandparents smiling sweetly and it's like oh hello there do you have my stuff at the shops yes great i'll just put my stuff upstairs i'll be right back down again no 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 put your stuff down here just have a cup of tea no i just want to take my stuff upstairs thank you mother no all of that put your stuff right down right away so okay right so i put this bag of dresses in there with my sister's looking at me like oh my dear god it's happening and um we try and style it out whilst we have a nice cup of tea and a coffee throughout this cup of tea and a coffee i'm trying to bat away attempts at finding out what's in my bag going oh what have you got in your bag there go on just show us just show us oh it's just some plain t-shirts you're really not interested oh go on just show it just show it to us no it's fine my sister's going oh don't worry about it mum i've got some t-shirts i've got some dresses check out my stuff check out my stuff oliver i want to see what you've got in your bag so 
Oliver Burns has to go into his bag and I look at the room and go, didn't tell you about my idea for wrestling, did I? And the room goes silent and I pull my dress out and it's absolute look of shock and horror on all faces. My sister to me, like, oh dear God, my mum just trying to work out what she's going to say to her parents. Um, parents trying to work out what to say. It was, just, it was absolute. You could hear a pin drop. You could hear my chest pounding. It was horrendous. And then, calm as you like, my granddad turns around, looks at me and says, You know who I like, Oliver? Lily Savage. And the look my grandma gave him was like, What in the... Are you saying to him, what, what are you encouraging? Oh my goodness, I got my life. And right there and then I knew, I knew. This is the kind of reaction that I cannot wait to get as Priscilla. And it's my favourite thing, my favourite thing. When you get conservative parents and one of them just goes, oh, I quite like it actually. And they just get that look of daggers from their partner. But that was the day that uh, Mummy Burns found out her little son, Ollie Burns, was going to be a proper drag queen. And here I am now, Priscilla, loud and proud, with like 80 different costumes, all the makeup, and the most fabulous t-shirt on the market. Thank you to Ollie for that wonderful story and it doesn't surprise me in any way shape or form that it was ollie who gave me a story that could have been in a sitcom if you're looking for him he is priscilla queen of the ring which is at priscilla q o t r on twitter and he was also featured on the episode of don't say the c word about community and ollie's always been someone that i've i've liked but i haven't spoken to him in years and i really feel like i've reconnected with him over lockdown because of this silly little podcast and that's pretty cool next up is jonathan pennell when i came out when my cousins was really annoyed because about four years earlier um at her wedding i'd stayed in a hotel Um, with one of my male cousins, who also turned out to be gay. So she assumed that we'd slept with each other. Ironically, neither one of us had a clue, so we'd been lying around on our beds in our underwear, pretending to both really be into girls. (laughs) Thank you, Johnny. And Johnny is someone I know through my book group. He is the quiet guy in the corner who picks his spots with patience, but then has stories just like that. And that is the opposite of me. I am always talking and I've always got something to say, but perhaps my verbal diarrhea isn't quite as subtle or as hard hitting as johnny's once in a while he'll drop a bomb and i I love him for that i think um perhaps i could maybe learn from johnny but i don't think i'm going to if you're looking for johnny he doesn't have a twitter but you can find him on instagram at penjutsu p-e-n-j-u-t-s-e-u next up is seb elson So my coming out story is probably rather mundane, if I'm honest. Growing up, I sort of have a bit of a homophobic background. I'm not the stereotypical religious 
parents kind of thing, but I do um, live in the middle of pretty much nowhere. And as a result, there's this community of sorts where being anything besides straight is a bit, is different. And as a result, I was brought up with the bombardment of people using gay as a negative terminology, uh, whether that was like uh, insult or just because something was bad. And um, it does shake you up a little bit, but usually home was an okay place. I realised and came to terms with my sexuality very quickly uh, when I actually did conclude that I was gay back when I was... I think I was 14 at the time and that was when my brother started having that oh that's gay phase and that did shake me up a little bit and used to wind me up excessively because I I, I just didn't believe that it was right for him to say those kind of things and essentially there was one day where it was just me and him in his room and something was going wrong. I can't remember whether it was like with his computer or something like that. And he just said, oh, stop being gay. And I, I just had enough and I snapped. And then when he got all agitated about me telling him not to, he was like, well, why shouldn't I? And I was, I just had to go, well, I'm, I'm gay. And uh, then shortly after that, I came out to my mum. I read uh, This Book is Gay by Junior Dawson. I thought it was very useful and put a lot of my mind at ease. But that was all about when I was 16 and hormones were at an all-time high and I was starting to look at getting into a relationship. My dad was a lot less accepting than the rest of my relatives with him poking fun at either how I looked, how I dressed, how I talked or anything like that. And he'd say, oh, you're being too gay, stop being gay. And that was before I'd even come out to him. I felt unable to come out to him until I was at the age of 18. However, once once I did actually get into a relationship I didn't want to be stuck uh, in the closet when I was with someone who I wanted to have here. I wanted it to be normal. So I decided that I was going to come out to my dad. Then I broke up with this person but refused to back down. And I was going to be staying at a relative's house for a few days. So, quite simply, I wrote a letter and I left it on my dad's desk and then I left. Four days later, I got a call from my mum basically going, what the hell have you done? And all that. I get home at the end of the week and everyone seemed fine, seemed proud of me, and honestly, I've 
never looked back and I'm glad that I did things the way that I did. Thank you, Seb. And the, the candidness of Seb's story is... I'm, I'm impressed. I still, to this day, I sometimes struggle to be that candid, which is why the episode I did with Alan was so important to me personally. And I, I, I've got a lot of respect for Seb. And Seb lived in Manchester until his course finished a few months ago. And I was robbed of saying goodbye by the uh, COVID-19 situation. And that still sucks and that hurts and we are going to rectify that and Seb's a brilliant person who I've got a lot of time for if you're looking for him on Twitter it's at casually underscore basic which I really really like as a Twitter handle and finally is Fraser Summers Hello, Mark and uh, listeners of the podcast. My name's Fraser, and this is my um, coming out story. It's a bit different than probably the other ones you've heard, because this is my story of uh, how I came out as an asexual, once on purpose, and second time maybe by accident. Not fully sure if if it counts. So I discovered I was asexual during a relationship, which was probably not an ideal time to work out. Anyway, it's it was something I was sort of going through in my head, and it sort of took it took its toll on the relationship. It was sort of a physical relationship. I think that's why it sort of made me realise, oh, I don't really like. I prefer the romantic side of this and stuff like that, and I think that helped me sort of figure it out because we were less physical. Because you know, I was like, oh no, I think I worked out, found out what being asexual was. Luckily, I had a friend in a class who was. I uh, talked to her quite a bit, and then yeah, so it worked out. We were walking down one day, and then my girlfriend at the time um, said, uh, "I just feel like y- you don't find me sexual anymore." And you know, the probably go-to boyfriend response should be, like, "Oh no, baby, of course I do." Was not my response. My response was, in fact, uh, I don't think I find anyone sexual anymore. And uh, yeah, she sadly she did not understand that. Which was kind of awkward. And I was like, and I had to clarify. I was like, romantically, I think you know that I do. You know, it's I care deeply about you, but unfortunately, the she couldn't understand the non-physical part, and that relationship had to end. But uh, I mean, it helped me discover who I was. So kind of take the you know positives from that. Unfortunately, she was one of those people. You know how like when. Uh, someone comes out as anything gay or whatever there are those people who go oh no I turned him gay I think she thought she turned me ace (laughs) which you know is kind of difficult for her because if you think about it you know if you're one of those people and you think in your head oh I turned my boyfriend gay at least they're still into sex you know um you're like oh no you didn't put put me completely off sex whereas I think in her head like me having sex with her completely put me off sex I was like oh no I've done that now I never want to do it again but (laughs) that wasn't the case I was never really that into it it was always for the other person and still is to be fair I'm not opposed to having it it's just you know it's not my preference I'm all about the romance 
which leads me to my second sort of story. So I was home in Manchester from uni once, um, and my older sister was at one point, and there's a couple of people in the house, and we all share the same um, Netflix, which is on the main TV. Um, and there was these recommended shows that were coming up, which were very much, um, I want to say Netflix porn, definitely pornographic. Uh, and we were trying to work out who'd been watching the shows and... The suspects were obviously the people who had just come into the house and uh, my dad. But um, my dad couldn't work Netflix, so we ruled him out. And then um, I sort of went, well, I'm not really into those kind of shows because I'm not really into sex. And um, uh, we worked out who we think the suspect is. Um, and then when they left, uh, like it wasn't on anymore. So worked out to be uh, kind of accurate. But yeah. I'm not fully sure of my family now, but hey, maybe they'll listen to this and ask me what asexual is because it's a bit of a weird concept for some people. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you all with that. I uh, hope you found the story funny. Yeah. Thank you, Fraser. Uh, again, another one who isn't on Twitter, but you can find him on Instagram at spiderpaninsta. And um, Fraser was on the episode where we looked at Disney Plus one month in. And I've worked with Fraser on content, I suppose, YouTube, podcasts, on and off for the last four or five years. And he's one of my favourite people in all the world. We aren't doing anything at the moment, which kind of breaks my heart. And we are thinking of something pretty cool that we're hoping to launch after lockdown. No promises, but I think... I think it's due. And um, Fraser, it's always a pleasure to work with him, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm glad, very, very glad, that Fraser decided to send something in, because, you know, three gays in a row, and then suddenly there's the asexual guy. It's not covered. It's not something that people are aware of. And I know damn well that when Fraser's talked about it, I've fucking grilled him because it's really, really alien to me because I am so sexual. And I think Fraser's stories are probably really, really important. It's a sexual identity that isn't well represented or well understood. And perhaps... In future, it might be a little bit better understood if people like Fraser are so honest. And before we go, I've told you my coming out stories, but just by chance, there was something on Disney Plus that I spotted when I was editing this episode, and it's called Out. It's a nine-minute short about a guy coming out to his parents on fucking Disney Plus. And not only is it on Disney Plus... It's on Zero Plus, which is phenomenal. In my lifetime, anything that had any gay content as a kid was an 18, regardless of whether it was innocent or sexual. And to see a Zero Plus short on Disney Plus, it just warms my heart. And I empathised a lot with the main character in this. I've been there. Anyone who's gay has probably been there and agonised about coming out to their parents. And there's the massive dilemma of who you're going to hurt if you come out, who you're going to hurt if you don't come out. And it's wonderful. The animation's lovely. And there's some genuinely funny slapstick in there. I particularly liked 
the mum's perspective when she was on her own talking to herself or well, talking to a dog and 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 the whole thing I, I, I maybe i was a bit fragile fucking lockdown but i had a little cry at the end it's it's just so good it's so good it's nine minutes of your life worth watching so thank you for listening to don't say the c word i'll be back tomorrow with a guest and a different topic and i'll see you then Don't Say the C Word is a podcast by me, Mark Adams. My Twitter handle is at MarkAdamsHC. The handle for the show is at Don't Say the C Pod. And we are part of the We Made This Network. That's at We Made This Pod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Previously on the We Made This Network. Don't say the C word. The Spawn soundtrack. Apparently there was a, there was a, a massive bust up between the Sneaker Pimps and Marilyn Manson. Because... There was. Because they were supposed to like do this track together. And essentially Marilyn Manson was like, fuck that. And just use them as backing singers. And they got the ump. Basically, yeah, there's, there's, there's two different versions. Um, it's uh, Long Hard Road Out of Hell. That's right. the track. And I think there were two different... It was either taken off later on, or there were two different mixes of it. And uh, Sneaker Pimps weren't happy with the original mix. Um, but yeah, I remember reading about this in, in Kerrang! loads at the time, because there was a lot of hype building up to when that album came out. It was a superb album. It was very special. Yeah. Observing the Pattern, a Fringe podcast. It is yeah. a, it's one of those things I, I quite like seeing little moments like that. Because I, I work in IT, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have moments like that at work, ever. <laughs> Other than you, you might have missed that. Exactly. It's now destroyed the system. It's, it's rarely um, life-threatening when, when I do that. No, but, um, yeah. but, but again, it's also a case that is an old case. It's the case that they've kind of failed to crack. Yeah. They've they've had this. The Movie Palace. Um, Let's distract ourselves then by talking about uh, Rear Window, this great film. Um, Let's start with personal history of the film. I understand this is a film you've seen many, many times. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, it may tie with It's a Wonderful Life for the film I've seen the most times. I haven't actually kept count but I I grew up watching Rear Window over and over and over on VHS that I had recorded you know from the TV (laughs) my crappy VHS so yeah this is a definitely a personal favorite I just I just I I think to me it's a perfect movie check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network